All right, y'all. Draft mock lottery time. Uh, I got my man John Adams with me. We're going to see how it goes today. Uh, we're going to see. We got pretty drastic different draft boards. So we're going to uh, do the, the top 14. Um, present it to y'all. See what y'all think about it. All right. Y'all click, share, follow. First first off, New Orleans Patrick things. Get the number one pick. What you thought about it? thought David Griffin's probably the happiest person on the planet. Luckiest person on the planet. Well, probably both. A little bit of yeah. both, right? Mostly right. luck. Can't take credit for winning the lottery, can you? Especially when you just got hired. You didn't even have anything to do with the losing. Mm -hmm. um, I was surprised. I mean, the NBA got what they wanted in the sense of it's an entertaining deal. And I, I think know, so, too. Tanking. I, a lot of people are saying that. I'm not sure that that's what happened. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Here's the funny thing. Okay. Pelicans fans should be thanking Anthony Davis for Zion Williamson. Why do you think so? Because if Anthony Davis isn't disgruntled, mm -hmm. Pelicans win probably back games. in the Pelicans, back in the playoffs, right? So or all those people games. flicking off AD at the end of the season, he ends up helping he basically got his his own disgruntledness, which is not a word, but we just we just went with it. <laughs> landed the Pelicans Zion Williamson. Yeah, so he basically helped them on his way out the door, right? Because then they might get. Uh, Assets to get to get rid of him on top of Zion Williamson. Okay. If I all he ever did is get them Zion Williamson, I think Pelicans fans will be okay with that, especially because they're going to get a decent. If they, if they do, in fact, I'm not certain they're going to trade him before the deadline. Mm -hmm. But if they do, they're they're going to get a return for him. So we'll see. Okay. You don't you don't think he's going to the deadline? I honestly don't know. Okay. But Woj is saying that, and Woj is kind of like. The guru. guy we, we lean on it was saying that they could push this to February with mm -hmm. the, the sense like we're gonna roll the ball out there. Let's see. Okay. Let's see what how these two guys play, and we're gonna force him to have to make another decision before the deadline. If if in February he's still like, hey, I'm still gone regardless okay. of Zion. Right. But at the same time, they're thinking if we let him play play this out, and the Pelicans are around that three or four seed, mm -hmm. does that change things? Well, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so, we, so that's the thought we, process. Four foregone conclusions. Zion Williamson to New Orleans. Do you like the fit? Well, I think if you're if you're drafting with the number one pick, you got to go with the, the best talent, and so that's the guy that's the most talent, has the highest ceiling, okay, lowest floor. So yeah, I, I like the fit in the sense that he's the most talented player for them. They got to put guys around him though. I like the fit. Roster. I like the fit right now with him, Alpha Payton, Drew Holiday as a one-two-four. Um, and then, like you said, you got to add a three and a five around them, veteran guys in between those guys, um, middle of the pack age-wise. Um, somebody like around Terrence Ross, but I don't think Terrence Ross should be the player. But you get what I'm saying? I actually think, to be honest with you, I have a funny thing. I think they should take Zion Wilson and then throw as much capital they can at Jimmy Butler. Okay. I think Jimmy Butler's looking for a place to call his team. Right. I think uh, New Orleans will need – that kind of guy. I think Alvin Gentry and Jimmy Butler is a good fit. Um, I actually think that that would be the smart move for David yeah, Griffin. I could see that. Uh -huh. I think they got to get some shooters, though. Because Zion's shot's a work in progress. You don't necessarily need him nailing threes every, every shot. It's not broken. The Correct. shot, the form is there. Do you think they keep Julius? I think it depends on what happens with AD. Because I think, actually, Randall and Zion to play together. Mm -hmm. But if you've got three guys and you look at, you know, you're projecting your cap money forward, you've got to balance it out gotcha. towards wings and guards. Okay. If it's just going to be Randall, 
And but it's also I think he has a player option, so it's hard to imagine Say him not exercising that. So okay, so which number two? We got Memphis going with Ja Morant. And in, I know the, the, the viewers at home are probably wondering, well, don't they have Mike Connolly? Right. That's true. But with Mike Connolly, they have the second. We agree pick. on this, by the way. They have the second, maybe one of the few points right. early on. Mm-hmm. With Mike Connolly, they have the number two pick in the draft. What does that tell you? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Michael Connolly got to go immediately. The problem is, who do you trade him to with that contract? Boston. Because they're going to need a point guard, and I don't think Terry Rozier is going to stay. No, he's definitely out. I think Terry he's, doing the, is out. he's doing the ESPN car wash, kicking everyone on his way out. You know what I mean? I think uh, Terry Rozier is out. I think Kyrie Irving is out. And I think Jalen Brown is disrespected enough to where if it's not a starting position, he's not going to be happy. So I think the easy route is to get him in a space where he, you know, he could be one of the younger core and get more playing time. I think Memphis will need another guy. So I think it's a perfect marriage with uh, the 14th pick and Jalen Brown for Mike Conley. And everybody win. Uh, I just don't know who takes on the contract. That's what my concern isn't that he wouldn't fit with Boston. It's just, do you see Ains wanting to pay? When you look at the end of that Conley deal, I mean... Looking at, I think, over $30 million there towards the end. Angels are willing to deal it, though. Yeah, he's definitely going to make some moves. I don't know if Connolly is the guy. But all that to say, John Morant, though. Perfect. Uh, he's getting the Russell Westbrook comparisons, which I think is unfortunate for him. I think him. he's better than that. He's, he's 20 and 10. He's giving mm-hmm. out 10 assists. You look at Westbrook's assist numbers in college, I think it was like at three or four per game. Right. So I he was, he's more poised than Russell Westbrook. We're, he's as poised as people would love to see Russell Westbrook be now. I think he's already there. Yeah, and I think whereas Russ would love to drop 50 on a team, I think Ja can do that, but I think he's more, he would be more pumped if he dished out 20 assists. Okay. I think he's going to be the guy that's going to be more excited. I think he works well with Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I think Jaron Jackson is is a great combo between the two, both athletic. Both could do a little bit of both things, both could play on both ends. Um, Especially with his shot, because I think they can run the pick and roll with him. Right, that's, and that's, he's, he's gonna keep him. That's a perfect marriage. I think Jalen Brown's contract is on the way up next year too. I hope. I think. I, I just think Boston is a perfect fit for both for both parties. But we'll see more into that. And, um, as we get to the number three, this is where it gets a little dicey. This is where it starts to roll. So, at three, I'm be the shocker. I have Cam Reddish. I have the New York Knicks being smart and taking Cam Reddish. Uh, I think he's the better player out of the group. Um, I actually think he's the top two player in this draft, if developed properly. I think this draft is more about fit per, as a team more than player. Um, quote unquote, with the players they're bringing in in free agency, um, the type of team that'll be around them. I think he's he's already shown he can fit into a team. He averaged 13 points last year with Zion and R.J. Barrett virtually taking, what, 18, 19 shots a game. Um, and he struggled from, his, from with his jump shot, which I've seen most shooters going to college their first year and struggle a little bit. Um, but I think his game is fit more for the NBA. I think he's a, uh, he has a good range on it. I think he's a two-way player who can handle the ball. But I like how, how he moves off the ball. Uh, coming off screens, catching and shooting his footwork, his, his, his movements I like. Um, I just think he'd fit perfectly 
if if the Knicks reach their highest heights in the free agency, I think he fits right into that category of players around those guys that could fit in and, and, and develop over the long term for that team. Yeah, well, I think it would be interesting. One, one theory, and I don't know if this is true, but I did hear it today. Um, Bill Simmons podcast, I believe, was talking about this, that there, there could be a connection between Durant, who is close with Steve Nash, mm-hmm. Nash and Barrett. Mm-hmm. There could be some talk that uh, R.J. Barrett pick there could please Durant. Right. And something to think about. I'm not sure how much stock I put into it. Right. Um, I have Barrett above Cam. My thing with Cam is that I don't think necessarily he could be a good player, but there's just too many stretches for me during games where, he, where I feel like he disappears and you forget that he's on the court. Okay. The, argue, the counter-argument is if you take him off the court with Zion and RJ, maybe that doesn't happen. But I, I also saw the same thing which is this the McDonald's week here in Atlanta, which is where the top high school players play every mm-hmm. year. That's not like the the top evaluation right. thing. It's just a piece of the puzzle. But also I saw there too is he wasn't he's just to me he doesn't seem like he's that alpha guy. Okay. And I think if K D and other guys are coming to the Knicks, I think that works out fine. Right. The, the challenge is if the Knicks aren't able to land that marquee free agent. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Cam is that alpha number one guy. So that would be my only real critique. I see Cam, I see PG. Okay. I see Paul George. Yeah. And I think it took Paul George a little while to get that. It took a couple years, actually. First two, he really wasn't bad. Three and four, he started to find himself and realize his game. Five and six, he started to feel it. Um, I just think if you, if, you, if you don't get the free agents, the Knicks have been horrible for years. I right. think you can wait on... Him finding himself a little bit, as opposed to not having somebody who does. Um, I think R.J. Barrett is a good player, uh, two-way guard and a wing. Um, I just don't something. Something gives me Corey McGetty. Okay. But drafting Corey McGetty at three is crazy. Yeah. Like if the ceiling is Corey McGetty. Uh, Paul George, I'll take my shot at Paul George. And if I miss, I just missed on Corey McGetty. But then again, that's my preference. But you have silly Nick fans, and I've been trolling on Instagram for about two days that are telling me that R.J. Barrett is the closest thing to Grant Hill. They are delusional. Like, completely delusional, like drunk. He ain't George. He ain't Grant Hill. Like, he's not even a two-way player that Grant Hill was. He's just not Grant Hill. Like, don't believe that Nick fans. He might be great. He might be as good as he possibly could be. He ain't Grant Hill. Like, no. I think you're hoping, with him, you're hoping maybe like Lamar DeRozan type. He's a slasher. Nope. Don't want that either. Who only goes left. (laughs) Who only goes left right now, and his jumper is a little bit shaky. I don't want to be at three. Uh, I have RJ Barrett. You got RJ. Yeah. Okay. And I just think if you do get. KD, and you get a couple other guys there, I think mm-hmm. RJ fits. Okay. If RJ, I, and I also think RJ can be a guy that averages on the right team 20 a game. He I just has that. some serious flaws I do believe that. in his game, like most of these guys in this draft. Absolutely. Even Zion. So, you know, it's, you're picking, you're kind of like covering one eye with all these guys. You're you covering know what one it eye is? looking with attitude, the other. It's, it's that thin line between the attitude and the skill. Because um, I don't think anybody would argue with the skill of Cam. 
I think they're arguing with the attitude. Right, that's exactly it. Um, whereas RJ has the attitude, but you're, we know he has some skill, but again, he goes left 90% of the time, and you know what I mean? Inconsistent yeah, yeah. jump shot. Like you said, nobody's perfect, could be better defensive. So you're going attitude versus skill. Um, something just telling me take the, take the bet on the skill. And, and I hold it upon coaches and executives and things to see things in players and then find a way to change it. So I hold it on a David Fisdale, a culture guy, a guy who came under Pat Riley. I hold it against him to find that that yeah. motor. I Whatever think, method he has to, I, find, I hold him accountable for that. I think where we both agree is that neither player, neither player got – we didn't see the best of either player at Duke. No. You had RJ, who's best as a slasher distributing on a team with no shooters. Exactly. And oh, well, one shooter, which right, is Cam. Right. So Cam was really the only one you could pitch mm-hmm. it out to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and your point is that Coach K, I think I'm putting words in your mouth mm-hmm. a little bit, but from our conversations, that Coach K didn't get that player out of him that he should have. Correct. Or, or even put the ball in his hands and make him useful to be, hey, you're going to be a slasher. You you played point guard in high school. You like to play well. Move the ball around. We'll let you be the distributor, and you distribute to the two guys slash. And there's a lot of attention on on Zion Williamson. Um, I just never seen the adjustment from Coach K. I kind of like we know Trey Jones can't shoot. He's playing point guard and distributing. There's only one real shooter. Uh, I can't remember the other guy name. Uh, he was supposed to be a shooter, but he kind of struggled. Um, I don't know. Like me. On the number four, as we continue the conversation, as we move forward, on number four, I got RJ Barrett going to the Lakers, okay. which I think he's a perfect replacement for Contagious Coldwell Paul. Yeah. Um, I think he's younger. He'll he'll fit in well with Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. They stay with the youth that they have. He's another player for Lonzo to distribute to on the move, who will slash and go to the rim with them. Um, I think he fits that young look And he don't mind shooting the basketball, so he'll sit in the corner and catch shots from LeBron James all night if he needs it. I think he like fits perfectly in the Lakers. He can move the ball, he can pass well. He fits the younger group, the Josh Hart, the Kuzmas, the Brandon Ingrams again. Um, I think they'll get somebody in the second round. I, I think he's a perfect fit in Los Angeles, honestly. Yeah, so at four, I have Darius Garland. When I initially Ooh. did my first month, I had Hunter there. The night of the draft, but then all the buzz right now seems about Garland. I think Garland's going to be a top five pick. Mm. Let me just say this though: mm. who I put in a mock draft doesn't mean that's where I would do. A mock right, draft right, right, is right, not right. what I would do. I don't <laughs> have to do Mine, Mine is what I would do. Okay. Mine is okay, perfectly so, what so I would do. So there's different ways to do mm-hmm. it. What mm-hmm. I do is just what I think teams will do. Okay, gotcha. A couple of things on Garland. One is he hasn't been picked over to the level of these other guys. He didn't play a full season. He played three games, and two of those get like. One was against Liberty, mm-hmm. and, and he had good games. Okay. But you... Not seasoned. You haven't right. seen him against the, the top of the top. What I saw from him at McDonald's Week, which, again, is a small sample size. Okay. He didn't look like a top 10 guy. Now, he, to be honest, Zion didn't look like a top player. He, he didn't look like the top guy at that point. They, he, Zion developed drastically in the year from when he was here correct. in Atlanta to correct. the Correct, correct, correct. correct. With but with Garland, we don't know what we got because we only saw three or four games from him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get that critique. He's not getting picked apart like RJ. Like, the whole RJ goes left thing. Okay. Only developed gotcha. because we saw him so much. So long. I do. Gotcha. Um, 
also, interesting side note with Garland, clutch sports guy, has a relationship with LeBron. Okay. Um, was that Do they? LeBron's? They have like a... I mean, I don't know how... Okay, I, you know, right. It's something to think about. I don't, like, I don't think that Palink is up there saying, like, who are we going to draft? Okay, so here's the... Because this guy's a clutch sports guy. But, but interesting side note on that, you notice when LeBron announcement to the Lakers that they also brought with them a $12 million deal for Pope at that same Correct. Same I thing. mean, that year that year before he signed the $20 million deal, which when Contavious Coldwell Pope signed that $20 million deal was the first time I actually thought LeBron going to the Lakers was real because it opened up the lines of communication. That's just common sense if you look at one plus one equal two. Right. So, I, look, I don't think Garland's necessarily going to the Lakers, but when you look at the full body of work and you've got two guys maybe ranked – Mm-hmm. Side by side, mm-hmm. could be one of those things where we've already had a rough off season. Brown's okay. already not happy. Right. He's already going on HBO specials talking about Magic Johnson the whole deal. Right. We right. got Magic now doing his own. Right. Which was a great interview today. <laughs> I love so, that. So there's just dysfunction. Maybe this is a way that they throw a little peace offering to Brown. So that's kind of my thought. Okay. Garland. Wow. That would have shot me. He's combo guard, right? Just a point guard. Point guard. Look, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's done enough to show he's a top ten guy, but he's going to be like work, workout warrior. When the, I'm telling you, this with guy's going to be a workout warrior. With who Garland? He's going to be one of these guys where hey, Garland had a, a great workout with. Oh, Garland. okay, got you. Know, you, got guys, you, you, got get, you. Got he hit thirty straight three. Okay, got you. He's the workout warrior. Exactly. Right. Got for, you. for me, I just prefer okay. RJ has his flaws, and mm-hmm. some of these other guys, Hunter, Culver, who we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. But at least I know what they did against competition. Okay. And so you're basically drafting a guy straight out of high school with Garland. Because he's okay. had three games. And he, now he has the benefit of being at Vanderbilt. So it's not like he's just from high school. I view him as a combo guard. Okay. I don't think he should be top five. Uh, I definitely didn't see enough for him to be a top five pick. Um, the clutch sports thing is interesting. Um, I don't think the Lakers need a combo guard. Like, yeah, I think RJ is more yeah, of a you got Lonzo there Yeah, too, right. You've so. got Lonzo there. I think you're going to need a veteran point guard to back up Lonzo more than you need another young kid trying to prove something with Lonzo. Um, and I just think it's time to replace Contarius Caldwell Pope at year two. Yeah. Um, Josh yeah, Hart, you could have, but I think he fits the Garland mode. When you get Garland, it does that signal it's over for Lonzo Ball? Does the signal we're moving on from Josh Hart? I think they're, they they all fit the same kind of mode. It definitely doesn't fit. But it, it, but it, it, it's very possible. Now the Cleveland Cavalier pick. I I've been switching this back and forth um, between Hunter and Culver. Right now okay. I have Culver. Um, I have Culver in mind too. Okay, so we actually agree on this. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. So, uh, what what was your take on on the? I think they needed three. I think. Um, Again, as I as I stressed inside my article, I watched a, uh, a video, a brief video on uh, from Rashad Phillips. He gave him a Paul Pierce comparison, and it had some like uh, comparison trash videos to it. Um, I didn't really notice how you know how well he moved on those things and certain things, and if he could develop that at a more consistent level, um, I think him and Colin Sexton fits well as a one-two package as you start building over the long term. If they're gonna keep choosing Thompson, et cetera, et cetera. Um, an interesting note, the reason why I said there is some trade rumors, I did see or read something, I can't remember exactly where, but the possibility of a trade between Cleveland and New York, Okay. Uh, it'll be like, I'm guessing just like Dallas trade last year, to flop three and five. Okay. Um, they'll flop three and five. R.J. Barrett will be the pick at three for Cleveland. Okay. I hear they really like R.J. Barrett, so it'll be the three pick for R.J. Barrett. 
the five pick for Cam Reddish, and then they'll flip flop them. Maybe get an extra pick or another player. Right. So Cleveland are good. They're got and, and they're trying to get a second round pick. That's why they they're doing the taco fall. They um they like the draft. They think it's kind of deep. So I think um, they'll get an extra pick in the second round on the back end. I don't know if they have a late first Cleveland, but if not, it'll be a second round on the back. A second round pick on the back end. They'll probably give up something on the Dallas side, um, and then they'll just flip up. You'll get Cam. They'll get RJ. Everybody get what they want. Kind of like trade for Doncic year prior. I think you know we were talking about this earlier in the sense that a lot of people are trashing this draft, but I actually think it's a really good draft for wings. Like okay. when you look at. From even five to twenty-five, like mm-hmm. you can get some really solid two-way guys, right? And um, with Culver, both in Culver and Hunter, I think that they can be really good defenders. Culver, I think, might have a little bit more offensive upside, a little bit more bounce to him. Okay. Or I think Hunter's a little bit more of a complete player right now. Okay. But with Culver, we saw he got better every year, so that's something that's that's nice. And he's a rare, potentially rare top five, top six pick that's going to be not just a freshman. Most right. of the time, we see the top ten is going to be full of. Right, 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 right. He'll be a veteran guy. So, well, so as far as college basketball goes. Um, so, yeah, so for six, I had uh, Hunter going there. And one thing I like about Hunter is that... You got him going to Phoenix. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I like about Hunter is already at Virginia, he's guarding one through five. So Tony Bennett already had him guarding from the point guard all the way down to the five, which I think is very valuable, especially in the pick and roll. Okay. Because he can switch on those pick and rolls. Mm-hmm. His... Three-point shot from last year to this year is much improved. An okay. opportunity to see to see Virginia this year at the tournament, and also sitting on some of the practices. So I, I watched his his shooting. He's not as consistent in the games as he needs to be, but the form is definitely there. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty high on Hunter. I think. Okay. Both Hunter and Culver had up and down tournaments. I feel like they're kind of getting trashed a little bit. But. At six, I think I think Phoenix has to address point guard and not worry about free agency to address point guard. They can always get one. Um, I have been taking Kobe White okay. from North Carolina. I think he's a speedy point guard. I, a lot of people call him a combo. Um, I even call him a combo sometimes. Um, I think he's more of a point guard. I think he's a better passer than we were actually able to see at North Carolina this year. Um, I know he definitely has the speed. Um, I think you had his size and speed along with along with um, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, and I think. It, fits perfectly for the two. Because um, I think he can play fast and I think he can play slow if you need him to. Um, and I think he's a good change from Devin Booker. More diving to the rim, more trying to get to the layup. Um, but he can shoot the three. Um, and I think they just missing a point guard. I think they've been missing a point guard for some years now. Yeah. Um, basically since they got rid of Gordon Driver. Yeah, it's so, funny because they had that. Remember, that was the team that had like five point guards. Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah, at one point they had a thousand point guards. They had uh, Isaiah Thomas. And Bledsoe was yeah, there. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else was included in that group. Um, Eric Bledsoe, Isaiah Thomas. It was somebody else. Archie Goodwin. And well, you know, you mentioned Dragic uh, as well. Drogic was in that group too? I think so, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. And then they got Archie Goodwin around the same time, correct? There was the dude from uh, Kentucky, the small guy as well. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Undersized point guard from Kentucky. I'm out of Kentucky. Someone at home is Tyler Eulis? Yeah, there you go. Tyler Eulis. He was there after that group, right? right? So they've had some, I mean, I just, 
they're they're at a deficit right now, which is interesting because they've had so many guys come in and out. Okay. Of there, so. Who you got the Bulls taking at seven? I actually have Kobe White, so I think Kobe White six or seven. Both the Suns and Bulls need a point guard. Right. Um, so I think that's a logical point for him. I don't have a lot more to say on him. I I don't know if White's a top ten pick. No. Me. Um, well, but he missing? had um, just consistency. Okay. If you watch games, he. he if you watch the games where he dropped 40 plus, right. you're going to watch that game and you'll be like, this guy could be a top five pick. Right. But there's just other points, especially at the beginning of the season. Kobe White's take from the, big, from, the big, from the beginning of his career at UNC to the end was drastically different, which is a plus. Right. So it means he's improving. So I, I don't want to be I don't want to be out here like kind of trashing his game. I'm just not sure if he, his full body work demands a top 10 pick, but I do think he will be a top 10 pick. Okay, I got, I got the Bulls going DeAndre Hunter now. I think DeAndre Hunter is the Swiss Army Knight. Uh, I think he'll work for the Bulls for what they have with Zach Levine. Um, Wendell Carter had a very weird year. I was down on Wendell Carter when he came out. Um, he had a very weird year, but I mean, he could always bounce back. He still, I mean, like, he wasn't like completely empty, but they did play on both sides. Um, I think he fits well in between marketing. Um, I don't know what their point guard situation is going to be. Are they going to keep, um, what is his name? What is his name? He went to Minnesota. He was drafted. He was drafted and sent to Minnesota, maybe, in a trade. I cannot remember his name right now. I'm blanking out on the point guard. Um, I, I got his face. I just cannot remember his name right now. But I don't know if they're going to keep him. Yeah. Um, if they keep him, then he fits in between that, too, as well. Um, I think I think DeAndre Hunter actually fits in. I was reading this, trying to catch up on it. I think he fits with Jabari Parker, what they wanted him to do. Um, what they wanted De- uh, Parker to be, I think he fits that now. Um, but again, with Chicago, I think they can go either way. I don't think there's any position they like have to take. I think they could they could easily take um, Garland at that spot. Because I don't have Garland off the board yet. They could easily take Garland at that spot, and he would fit their point guard need too. And then him between Zach Levine and Laurie Markman and Wendell Carter would be really good as well. Right. So I think he could fit either one. Um, here's the here's the one I think me and you have this differently. Who do you have Atlanta taking at it? Because you already have Cam off the board. You have Reddish yep. off the board. So I have Reddish, which I think the Hawks would be ecstatic if he falls to eight because that's the guy that they've been targeting. For yes, so I have a lot of Hawks fans who would love it. Um, and as I have a lot of, we've already talked about it. I already have a lot of questions about Cam Reddish, but this is actually the one place I think would be a perfect fit for him because he could. He, there's talent around him where he can come in and be that maybe second or third option offensively. Okay. Be the be the guy that, that can develop into guarding the team, the other team's best offensive player. Okay. Take some pressure off because Trey Young's not going to be the guy guarding the team's. For all of Trey Young's uh, <laughs> positives, he's not going to be the lockdown defender. That's not going to be something not. he develops into. He might get better. So I think the Hawks definitely need wings. Okay. And this is the draft to get them, and they're going to be at a spot both 8 and 10 that they could do. They could I, even up on it, so. I thought they was going to get a higher pick than 8. Yeah, I think Hawks fans did too. I thought they were going to get like 5. Yeah. Um, so I would have had Cam there. But once he didn't go five, I was like, there's no way you like Cam. I just think Cam's a top five pick. Yeah, I can see um, that. I have him take uh, Roar yeah. from Gonzaga. Uh, I think he's a prototypical small ball five in today's league. I think he'll be a great opposite to John Collins. Yeah. Um, and I think he, you, you'll be able to get a pick and roll two man kind of thing between, like, very similar how Draymond and Clay can work off each other as well. I think he'll be able to do a little bit of everything for Atlanta. 
Um, and then I think he moves well without the ball enough to where he he and Trey Young will be do well. And he, he, he actually, to me, has sneaky athleticism. Not like off the charts, but he can get up there when needed. Um, I just think he's like a perfect fit for them. He could he's not as tall, but he could be he could replace what they lost in Millsap and Al Yeah. Um, I don't understand what the deal is because he was projected to be Rui was projected to be like a top five, top ten guy, and now I'm seeing mocks where he's like being picked to eighteen or twenty. I just don't see that happening. Okay. Um, I can get I have him going on a couple picks, so I'll get into my evaluation okay. but I just don't I don't I agree with you. I think he's in this range. Yeah. I don't see um, how he slips out there. I mean, I'm, I'm, as I'm reading here, I put him down as kind of like a Boris Di. I think he could fit a Boris Di role perfectly um, in the right system with a little bit more pace to it. Um, who do you have at nine? So I have Jackson Hayes out of Texas, big man. Mm. The Wizards lack a legit center right now. They okay. got rid of Gortat and a couple other guys that used to be there, been in and out. The Wizards have a lot of problems. Okay. The draft I mean, isn't necessarily going to solve that with John Wall's contract and injury history and the whole deal. Right. Bradley Beal is one of the, the positives. Um, Hayes is a little bit of a late bloomer, uh-huh. but I think he, you know, he's, he's working way into a, a top 10 pick as a guy that's going to be defender, block shots, run the floor, um, get out in space. I think he can hit the kind of mid-range game, so I think he's a good fit just because they need a big guy. Okay. And, and Hayes is, is kind of, is probably of the big guys in this range, probably the top rated guy right now. Okay. Uh, I don't. I have them. I have, okay, we both got them taking big men. I have them taking Bobo. Okay. Um, I know it's weird. They, he got an injury. John Wall, do you want to really? Or well, somebody's like that perfect fit there. <laughs> Somebody, but his play fits perfect to me for John Wall. I yeah. think um, pick and roll. Um, he could crash down like uh, Gorton could for John Wall, but I also think he got he could stretch out and be a pick and pop guy with John. Um, I think you could get two man game between him and Bradley Bill. Um, it, it's weird. I think that's a nice fit. Wasn't Jabari Parker or was it last check? Last scene? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think Jar- Jabari should stay there. Yeah, because they had the trade with um, the, the wings. Is it, not, was it Port- who is the wing that they trade? Not Porter. Kelly Oubre? Kelly Oubre was a part of the Kelly Oubre trade that got Kelly Oubre out to Phoenix. Yes, I got it. And somehow, I can't remember what was the other trap, but I know I got it. Uh, Kelly Oubre to Phoenix and it brought Jabari Parker to Washington. I think that's a good fit for Jabari Parker. And then you add Bobo, um, who I just think they desperately needed a modern big. They've been missing a modern big for years, and I think that's been their issue. Um, and then you can fill in around it. I believe Serge Ibaka is a, a free agent. You can add in somebody that could, you know what I mean, teach and help develop Bobo more into today uh, into the game. But um, I think that's a perfect fit for Washington right there. And take your time in building it. Stop rushing it. It, it. Your team is what it is unless you get rid of those contracts. Um, at 10, who you got the Atlanta take? So I got Rui going here for out of Gonzaga. Um, Hawks fans, let me just tell you something. Don't <laughs> let your team... I didn't grow up a Hawks fan, but I'm in the city, so I'm gonna. I'm just. I try to show love to the Hawks. <laughs> Don't let your tree, team trade up. This is not the draft to package eight and ten. Right. Retroactively, they shouldn't have traded Luca. Right. Now Trey has kind of lessened that. Right. Yeah. It's not a great trade. You're gonna end up with number ten, but I do think they can come out with two really good players here. Um, I like Rui a lot. Okay. From Japan. What do you like? Late, about? late bloomer. So he didn't grow up. Not, didn't grow up here. He didn't grow up playing basketball till late. Mm-hmm. So whereas he is an upperclassman, I believe he's a junior this year at Gonzaga. Right. He's not the guy that 
that you're seeing his full potential because mm-hmm. he's only been playing for a short window of time. Okay. The whole first year at Gonzaga didn't speak English. So what Murphy was telling him to do, you know, Murphy said he, he only understood about. Um, I didn't know. No, that. that's. I don't mean that in like any no, no, sort no, of way. No, no, no. I didn't know. Um, that. I didn't he know. He only that. understood about twenty five percent. Game theory podcast. I heard this. So shout out to them if they want to listen to the basketball podcast. Um, he only understood about twenty five percent of what he was saying. So now that he's, he speaks fluent English, can understand coaching, everything, his game right. has gotten better. We saw the tournament, he has flaws. Like, his hands got to get better. He's, right. He had so many turnovers. Helped Gonzaga lose that game when they should have been in the Final Four. Correct. Talent-wise. So I think he's a great, great fit here. He's not going to have the pressure to come and have to be the guy. Right. Both him and if they are able to get Cam or whoever, they can get an eight. I think they're going to come into a great great system because the Hawks have been good at developing the talent that they're bringing in here. They just okay. got to add some more wings. I See, think. so for me here, because I because I, I think you don't let Rule get past eight, yeah. you take the chance on letting him fall in a hand like Washington where he'll like where that stadium is, he would fall right into place. Yeah. Um, and and I just think if you develop him a lot, like to his full max potential, him and John Wall could be a deadly combination. Um, at ten, I have Kevin Porter Jr. Okay. You don't I let saw him that. get past eight, and at ten, I think you take Kevin Porter Jr. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a very talented offensive guard with the capability to playing on the other side. Um, I think he can play multiple roles. He can catch and shoot for you if you need to. He can play off the ball, but he also can put the ball in his hand and go get your bucket. Right. Um, I think he kind of fits with the world wanted Bazemore to fit, and he just never could. He's a better ball handler than Bazemore, much more shifty, a little bit smoother. Um, his game, he's not. I'm going to say this again. He is not, but he has a similar game to James Harden on the offensive end with the way he moves with the basketball, um, step back, his step back, even 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 with his bump off a little bit, some of his crossover. I think he'd be a great fit here. I think Atlanta needs more ball handlers. I think they got players. For they needed more ball handlers last year, and I think he's he can he can pass. Okay, he's not a great passer, but he can pass the ball. Um, solid IQ, and like you said, they develop a lot of people here. I think his development here with his style of game will fit perfect around Trey and Porter. Um, it'll give you three guards. It'll give you two ball handlers with Porter and Trey, uh, catch and shoot guy and Porter who can actually handle the ball. He's not anemic as people think at handling the ball. I think it'll give you three, and it's a perfect trio of combo. And then you got Rule, you got John Collins. Um, I can't remember the Villanova guy's name. Uh, the center, uh, Amari Spellman. I think now you're building a core of youthful guys that can do a little bit of everything for you. And then he's also a wing. I mean, the cool thing about this team is all of them are going to be around the same age. So as much right. as I'm bashing the Luka deal, mm-hmm. it gives them an extra guy that can be part of this core. Correct. With Collins. I, you know, I think that as a Hawks fan, you have a lot to be excited about. Not very many times we've been able to say that. There was that weird period last week for like two days where people were hoping Zion got to the Atlanta. It was the weirdest thing. I, I actually <laughs> was hoping for Atlanta, too. I thought he was going to be the second coming. It would have been good from a media perspective. Yeah, he awesome. would have been the second coming under human highlight film for Atlanta. So it would have been perfect for Atlanta. Um, I actually thought a small market team would get Zion. I just didn't see New Orleans. He was in the South, just further, further west. Just a little further, you know. Um, who you got? We got eleven. We got the we got Timbers, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not too far uh, away. Brandon Clark out of Gonzaga. Brandon um, Clark. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Tell me about so, that. His game is controversial in the sense that his range is like not in the sense that people are offended by mm-hmm. it. In the sense that 
He could be a go, uh, 25. He could be up here. I like him in the lottery. I like him to fit with the T Wolves just because he can run with that team. Run alongside the Car Anthony Towns. Okay. I, I like him. have him in it, but God, yeah, I'm, I'm. I like him to. Um, Jordan Bell. Now, some people okay. say that's a bad thing. I actually was really high on Jordan Bell. I think Jordan Bell will develop into a solid NBA player. Um, he's a more athletic version of Bell, I think, in the sense that really? he has a longer, wow. longer wingspan, that sort yeah. of thing. A little bit bouncier. Maybe I need to pay attention a little bit. Um, I didn't see that. Can't hit. Can't, he's a streaky shooter, but can't hit it. Okay. Um, he's going to start out with a roll off the bench, I think, blocking shots. Defending multiple, multiple positions and being an energy guy offensively. Okay. Um, I think he can develop into a, a solid starter. Okay. I think that's kind of like he's not going to be, I don't necessarily see Brandon Clark as a superstar, mm-hmm. but I think he could be a solid starter. And at number 11, that's I think that's not a, a bad pick. I think that's okay. No, a solid starter is not a bad pick. I have Nassar Little. Okay. Um, I think the energy, the motor, kind of like you're saying, some of the things you see with Brandon Clark, I just think from a wing perspective, like you said, it's a wing heavy draft. I think at some point they're gonna make a move with Andrew Wiggins, if possible. Even though it's a massive contract, I think he'll he'll help, you know, offset some of that when they do decide to go ahead and make the move. If not, I think he just fits into what they had. Even with the rookie they picked up last year, I think he fits that energy, that mold of guys. Sometimes people think Wiggins is a little too smooth. They think Aunt Carl Anthony's not too in it. He's an energy guy who will always be in it. Um, he's working on his jump shot. Um, they kept Ryan Sanders today. Shout out to Ryan Sanders for the job. Um, I think he's a little bit younger, and he'll relate more to them. Um, and some just, something about Minnesota fits right with Nassau Little. Yeah. Um, he didn't really have the year I thought he would at Carolina, but I think he's a much better player. I mean, remember, coming out of high school, they were trying to tell you this might be the next Kawhi Leonard. Um, I thought it was a stretch then, but I don't think it's a stretch to be a solid two-way player. I think he has the work ethic of a Jimmy Butler. And I think if you could get one of those in Minnesota with what you have already, that, you know. That's perfect. I like Little. I, I think he's falling out of the. He's out of my lottery just because of projections. But okay. From a talent standpoint, especially what some people forget, this guy won the MVP against uh, Zion and RJ at that mm-hmm. McDonald's game. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan crushed, shared it with RJ. Crushed it that week of practice. He's just a high energy guy. Mm-hmm. Great athleticism. Can defend. I think the question is, this year at North Carolina, they didn't seem to know where to play him. Right. And they brought him off the bench. So I just think there's there's ways to explain why he had a bad uh-huh, year. Uh-huh. Obviously, he's got to take some ownership over right, that right. season. Absolutely. Like he wasn't, like he, it was his life. Right, right, <laughs> He was right. there he at all the games. Place. Right. Um, so I think in this range, you're hoping to get a guy, potentially, that could have some star power. But you're taking the deficiencies of not showing you that yet. So I I'm like it. I like I think, it. I mean, talent-wise, it's top five. Yeah. Um, he should be right there with Culver and uh, Culver, Cam, Hunter. I think he's right there with all of those guys at, uh, as far as talent-wise. Um, this leads me into where I have Garland going at number 12. But, um, I have him going 12 to the Hornets. I think he's a perfect fit for the Hornets, even if the Hornets trade it up. Yeah. I think uh, Garland is a perfect fit as a point. Um, just in case they do lose Kimball Walker, if not, then they have a perfect offset from him coming off the bench, and he can learn a lot from Kimball Walker. Yeah. I don't think he's a finished product, so learning from Kimball Walker, ball handling, playing right. point guard position, uh, a little bit more consistency on the jump shot, I think will work perfectly for him. Um, especially when you got Tony Parker there, so that's another veteran to learn from as you go through the motions. Um, Malik Monk is there. It's a good guy for him to play off of Malik Monk. Um, they drafted uh, the kid from Michigan State last year. Another guy that could work well off of Garland. 
Um, I think they're going to keep Aaron Gonez. I think Aaron Gonez will, will, will shake out kind of like Marcus Hall later, like as he's get more time in. I just think Darius Garland fit perfectly there to either hold back some of the, the walk away from Kemba Walker or to play behind them and learn a lot from those two veterans. Um, so I think that that's a, like a real good, a real good. And then I think they're ready to move on from Jeremy Lamb. Um, and he can fill right into that role space. Who do you, did you have, Charlotte? Well, so just real quick on Garland, I think they'd be thrilled if he falls. Um, the buzz out of Warrior here last week from the combine, he left, Garland left the combine, potentially a promise. No, no one knows what the promise is, <laughs> promise of what. <laughs> it sounds like he's got a promise of a team. Could be this as late as the Suns. So I think, I can't see Garland going past seven, but okay. I think if he did, the Hornets fans would be rioting in the streets. Okay. Um, especially with the situation up in the air. Right. I, what I do think is that the Hornets want to draft a guy that's going to produce right away. That's in their okay. MO. If you look at their last 10 years, they right. draft guys that produce in college. So I have P.J. Washington out of Kentucky. Um, I got Game-wise, he doesn't necessarily remind me of John Collins, but production-wise, I can see this being a guy that picked outside the top 10, mm-hmm. comes in like Collins, and has a great rookie season. Like, gotcha. Can shoot it outside, good passer, can bang down low, has everything you're looking from a modern also, big right energy. now. Right. Yeah, he's a, mo- he's a modern, modern big. Guy. I have him at 14 in Boston. Yeah. Because um, I think Al Horford is gone. Okay. Um, you think he opts out? I think he opts out to test the waters now. But again, I got the 14th pick going to Memphis. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Right. Remember, yeah, I, yeah, I, I for, for the Michael Thomas. So I got them filling the void. Rather than have that kind of guy in that, I got them sending the 14th and uh, not Tatum, but Brown okay. over in for their point guard. And then later on, I think they got like three, four picks in yeah. the draft. I think they later on get them a guy like a PJ White. Yeah. Like a, uh, I got Jason Jackson Hayes a little further down. Um, so that's I, that's where I got. I got PJ Washington at 14. Um, whatever the pick was, it was good to trade him. Okay. Um, Miami Heat 13, who do you have? So I have Bo Bull, which is hard to say because you feel wow. like you're still saying his name. Right, right. It's like the same name twice. Um, I have serious question marks about a big guy mm-hmm. that comes in the NBA with injury history. Sat out okay. all of McDonald's All-American practice. Didn't play in the game. Mm-hmm. Sat out most of Oregon. Right. I just had serious red flags, especially if I'm a lottery. Like, I'm not touching him. That said, I think our team will take a shot at him because he has a unlimited potential in terms of skill set. You think he's a injury he prone as Joel Embiid? I think it could be a lot worse. Okay. I think it could be worse. And I, look, I'm not. This isn't. I'm not, gonna say, I'm not like, saying I have the medical Greg record. Greg ready? Like bro, Greg Oden. I don't want. I don't want to cast the guy like. I don't want to wish injury. I just said I have serious question marks on a guy that big, right? Who has not stayed healthy for the limited right. time we've seen. Um. That's, that's okay. I but what, that. when he was healthy at the beginning of Oregon, if he falls to Miami, out. I think with the medical crew. And the city of Miami. Uh, uh, I think personally that with it, I think that'd be good for him. I think they'll be able to develop and take the time with the medical staff they have and really bring him to life if he can. Um, I personally had them, I cannot pronounce his name, 
and it sucks because I hate mispronouncing the say cool to play out of yeah, France. Yeah, that's what I was just doing um, myself. I have him projected at 13 in Miami, and I think he's a great guy to develop for Miami. Reminds me a lot of Pascal Siakam. Okay. Um, I think he'll be a 3 and D guy. I think with the core that they have already and the way that they develop their talent, I think two, three years down the line, he could be like one of those players you go, wow, look what Miami has out of this kid from France. Um, I just think he's a perfect fit for them. Like, I really think he's a perfect developmental project to get along with exposure and, and uh, staff, and along with Pat Riley and the way that they train and the work ethic that, that they put in. I think he fits right in with uh, Williams and uh, Winslow moving from the three to the one. Um, I think I just think he would be a good guy, developmental guy over the next three years as they start to redevelop that team and build it out. Um, I think they should be like praying for that. Yeah. Nobody else takes it ahead of them. I've heard his name come up as high as ten. Yeah. Um, I don't think Atlanta would, but anywhere between the Timberwolves and thirteen, I think he can go. Yeah, I know I've seen him as high as nine. And, um, Mike Schmitz, Jonathan Javoni, who have watched these guys over at ESPN, go to Europe all the time. I trust their opinion. It seems like he's a lock for the lottery. We kind of agree on that. Right, right, right. Um, I have him going 14 to the Celtics, so we're kind of in the same mm, okay. like, The Celtics don't. I would hate that, personally. <laughs> as far as a fit or just like seeing them get him? I would just hate seeing them get him. Yeah. I, I think it would be a good fit for Boston. I would just hate to see Boston get him. Um, I think his system, I think the consistency. Um, I I think that would be like the worst thing possible. And there's no pressure there with the Celtics. Like he doesn't have to come in and you know you kind of get adjusted to the states, get adjusted to the style of play here. There's not pressure right. from necessarily be the guy because they already have right. probably more talent. That's right. the problem this year is they had more right. talent than they really. Right. I think they get rid of a lot of it this year. They have I, to. I think they get rid of a lot of the talent. Um, as we've pretty much wrapped up that point, the last point in Boston. Um, I think Jalen Brown is gone. I think Terry Rozier is gone. I think. Kyrie Irving is gone by next year. Um, I think they'll try to keep Al Horford. Um, I think they should do all they can to keep Al Horford. Um, but I just see them moving with a younger version of um, whoever that might be in their eyes. Um, I, uh, I believe Boston will make the changes they need to get more veterans, more team-friendly guys. Because I think the nucleus would be Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Um, matter of fact, they, they, they actually do have a replacement for uh, Al Horford if he's ready. Uh, Robert, Williams. Robert Williams. Robert Williams, if he's ready and he's developed and he's put the work in, I think it could be a solid switch for what Al Horford gave them. Yeah. Um, if I'm correct, they're about the same size. Um, yeah, in fact, Williams might be a little bit taller. He's, he's leaner. Yeah, yeah he's, he's and he's ultra-athletic. Um, I think they get him a veteran point guard, and then they build around that nuclear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be a pretty book low-press into Yeah, I think even with the subjects, if they just don't re-sign Kyrie, and you just had that core and they kept it, and they added a couple pieces here, and like, mm-hmm. whatever happens in work with mm-hmm. kind of... With those wings, with Brown, with uh, Tatum, and um, the way kind of Hayward. Do you think they have all three of those wings to work? I think they have a better chance of just seeing what. Celtics could be a uh, let's see what happens team. In the sense that they just addition by subtraction. They pick up a couple guys in the draft. The Celtics every year have. I don't know how they have seven picks every year. Every year I look, I'm doing my mock draft, and the Celtics have like 30 picks. Somehow Danny Age robbed someone. So. 
Um, I think they could be a team that don't necessarily make a big splash. The thing to watch, though, do they get involved in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes now that they're able to without Kyrie? Because that weird NBA rule, they right. couldn't trade at right, the right, deadline. Right, right, right. So do you um, see them kind of get back I don't think that? Anthony Davis is a part of that because I don't think he wants to re-sign in Boston. Yeah. So I think you're taking – I mean, you can take the long shot and go, well, we'll see when he gets here. Take him anyway. But now you're losing assets to do so. Right. Uh, and I just think they're comfortable with Toronto on the verge. Toronto could tie this up. What if Toronto goes to the final? Kawhi decides to stay. Philadelphia is there. New York seems to be on the upswing. Brooklyn is developed. And I don't think you want to play with your talent and assets right now and something that's not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, because of the type of division you win, it could be boom or bust. You don't really want to wash away the talent. You, you know what I mean? Room it could be one of those things where it's either all of Kyrie and AD where they somehow do re-sign Kyrie and they try to bring correct, AD with correct. them and it's like, oh, we're going all in this right, year or right. they just go with the young guys and see what happens. Right. I think you open it up, let Jason Tatum get more of a role. You already secure it. You already have Gordon Hayward secure for a couple years um, and then some other things then you can fill out on that end. You know what I mean? I think so, man. We covered all, right. all of it. I think we covered it all. Uh, as far as the lottery goes. I appreciate everybody checking in with us, watching it. Shout out to Jay's Kitchen for allowing us to come in and record today. Um, I'll have this up on sportswiremag.com. I'll send it over to him. He can place it if he likes to. And uh, we'll see y'all soon. Check, check us out. Like, share, comment. Let us know what you think about it, all right? Appreciate you.